Hello, welcome to Spotlight, a star of artistic light in a dark winter sky. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, we hear from the man behind a new piece of public art at the Mountain View Innovation Centre, sculptor James Sutton. Drop in on the official opening of the new home exhibition at the Manx Museum that we previewed last week. Hear from one of the two new members of the Alaban Arts Council, Joff Witham, and enjoy another poem from the Manx Bard. Remember, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you might be involved in, planning, hoping to create, or really want to put in that spotlight. You know the list. Whatever it might be, do get in touch. Email spotlight at manxradio.com or Howard Kane with an E at manxradio.com. I don't really care what the art is. Do get in touch and we'll feature you. Simple as that. So, we heard about the new exhibition Home last week via the first of a series of podcasts linked to the show. More than 80 members of the Creative Network set the challenge to create a piece of work about what home means to them. 65 pieces of work selected for display in the exhibition, which is supported by a series of new podcasts from the artists who are featured. The show was officially opened on the 18th of November by Chair of the Trustees of the Manx Museum and National Trust, Jonathan Hall, who also pointed out in his opening speech that as well as the new exhibition, MNH staff and curators had also been busy on another great project. As well as the installation of Home, the team at the Manx Museum are curating an ambitious new rehang of the National Art Collection. Uh, this will open next month, so hopefully we'll see some of you then. Hopefully we'll see all, all of you then. Uh, the rehang will include some of the earliest known views of the Isle of Man, engaging portraits of Manx society figures and examples from the, our internationally celebrated internment art collection. Although we will only be able to show a fraction of that six and a half thousand works of art, uh, there will be work from uh, leading British artists such as Brian Neal, Kevin Atherton, Martin Hearn and Michael Sandal. All of them were taught at the influential Douglas School of Art, which was created by John Miller Nicholson and his contemporaries in the 1880s to, to nurture Manx artistic talent. There are many parallels between home and the rehang of the art gallery, which, which, and they both celebrate the Isle of Man as a source of artistic inspiration, with artists capturing the natural beauty of the island and also recording the people and the world around them. It's a real pleasure for Max National Heritage to work with Creative Network and to provide an exhibition space for the work of the latest generation of Manx artists. Together with my fellow trustees, I wish to thank all of the artists uh, who have created works for the exhibition and the entire team who have been involved in it. I know a huge amount of work and goodwill ha has been required. Thank you all. I'm sure that Corolla will mention members of the Creative Network, so I would like to recognise the contribution of the museum staff. So there's a shout out for technicians Colin Cowie and Juan Quain, and our, and our creator Hannah Murphy, who I've seen somewhere around but can't quite see at the minute. Uh, I will now hand over to Corolla Rush from the Creative Network, who will introduce our latest exhibition, Home. Uh, so first of all, thank you all for coming. It's really nice to see the gallery full of people. Um, and you might be glad to know that I'm not going to say very much. 
other than some heartfelt thank yous to people. I am one of half a dozen um, of the Creative Network's 80-odd members who stupidly, some would say, and I might agree, um, serve voluntarily on the organising committee. As we were finishing the install of this exhibition this week, Colin asked me why I do it. Um, I replied that I've asked myself that question many times, <laughs> particularly in the lead up to this exhibition. But I think all of us in the network do it because we share a belief in the value of art and creative practice as a valuable and crucial part of a healthy society. Um, I'll leave that bit there. Um, one of our aims as a collective of artists is to promote and showcase the amazing and um, diverse work that the Allen's creatives bring into being. Um, this exhibition and the accompanying catalogue represents one way in which we go about fulfilling this aim. The catalogue was made possible through the support of the Isle of Man Arts Council and we're very grateful for that. Um, and it's a vessel which will keep this artwork together as a body of work long beyond the exhibition, we hope. The Creative Network's first vote of thanks has to go to all the artists who submitted work to the project. Not only those that you see represented here, um, but also those who were not selected to have their work included. Unfortunately, every gallery has limited space and we can't show it all. Without the support of the artists, a project like this wouldn't get off the ground. We are very thankful that all participa participating artists have been brave and open enough to put their work forward. Each individual has responded from a personal point of view to a given theme of home, and as a result, we have a really diverse and fascinating exhibition, which I hope you'll agree. For me, the Isle of Man isn't a first home. I made the mistake of marrying a Manxman who couldn't wait to come back, as is often the case with people, Manx people away from home. On leaving England, I also left a job in a contemporary art gallery, and I knew I couldn't replicate that here on the island. I was pleased when I came to be accepted to work as photographer for MNH, and whilst in that role, I was involved in staging many exhibitions in this very gallery. So getting the opportunity to stage this show here is a bit like a coming home for me. The Creative Network couldn't achieve an exhibition like this without the help of Manx National Heritage. And to the whole organisation, we are extremely grateful. When I first arrived on the island, there was a standing joke amongst artists saying that you had to be dead to get shown at the gallery in here. Um, if that were ever true, it certainly hasn't been in recent times, and I can assure you that all the artists represented here are alive and kicking. The home exhibition at the museum runs through until the 14th of April next year. It's open from 9.30am to 4.30pm daily. The podcasts available now via the Manx Radio podcast page. Just search for home. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Pieces of public art, always a joy to see around the island, or anywhere else for that matter. 
and there's now a new one to add to the roster here after the sculptor James Sutton visited the Mountain View Innovation Centre recently, just outside Ramsey there of course, to install his new sculpture, Sacrifice. The commission is based on a Bible passage in John's Gospel in the New Testament. Although completed earlier this year, the AFD group, which operates Mountain View, gave permission for the piece to be exhibited at Bewley, home of Lord Montague and the UK National Motor Museum, as part of the extensive Sculpture at Bewley summer exhibition. But now we have the joy of seeing it on the island. Judith Lay went along to Mountain View to chat with James and started, well, with a far more intelligent question than I would have managed. You are experienced in creating outdoor structures. That's what you do. You work a a great deal to commission everything from private gardens to public spaces. So the first thing I guess you would take into consideration would be what are the elements that are going to be around this? Yes, it's always a massive concern. But, I mean, we mostly work in sort of stainless. Um, So this piece we've clad in copper over the top so we could sort of get that patination and colour but have the strength of the stainless behind it underneath it so it's more we like to over engineer things to make sure they're going to be safe so we went for a very thicked walled box section of stainless which then made it very tricky to sort of curve and get to the right shape and then it's just the sheer amount of time to, in order to put the copper on and um, we can't weld the two together the stainless and the copper and we don't really want them touching so we had to sort of separate them slightly and then we had to drill it all um, and fix them together without them touching properly so it's just you have all these lovely ideas and then the reality of making them <laughs> always takes 10 times longer than you expect. I was just going to say, do you ever stop and think, why did I make it like this? Oh Yeah, about halfway through we do review. Um, so, I mean, the figure was probably the most pleasurable part because I got to just play around with clay um, and create my piece over time. And then I made the mould ourselves and then we essentially sent that off to the foundry and they do a lot of the work for me. So that was a nice sort of relaxing end to the project, really. Are these materials that will will weather and add to the design of it almost as it as it weathers in yes so that's why we've chosen to go with the copper really because um, the stainless obviously won't change so now it's been clad with a copper as the weather sort of affects it it will get well throughout the next sort of 10 years it will change completely so it started off a very sort of shiny brown it's been an exhibition for a couple of months it's already sort of taken on some patination from the elements now this is what i wanted to ask you it's been in Bewley over the summer david gave permission for it to be in Bewley over the summer what was the reaction or do you in fact get reaction to it in in such a context well i mean i don't live local to that so everything i've got sort of from what people have told me but the staff there told me it was very well received and they all loved it um, and i've got lots of positive comments so hopefully yeah hopefully it was well received and they enjoyed it um, but yeah it was interesting to go back and see how the patination's already taken place so just over those couple of months so i mean in another 10 years the copper will probably turn bright sort of green um, like you see on old church roofs um, and then the bronze we've sort of given it an age patination so that will change a little bit over time but i sort of i didn't want the bright glarish bronze as how it comes out so we've already aged it to kind of give it a bit of texture and interest let's just talk a little bit about you because as we just mentioned you do everything from commissions for private gardens to public installations you also do creative workshops and these you offer from everything from care homes to primary schools tell me a little bit about that yeah it's less something i've had a chance to do since lockdown really but before that yeah we did hundreds um like say schools care homes just community groups all sorts it's just a way of 
helping people be creative really. I mean, some of it was literally, we did mud sculptures where we were just making giant mounds. We'd get about 10 tons of mud in and shape it into a dragon or a starfish. And then we'd turf over the top and you ended up with sort of a living hill sculpture. Um, some schools we did large things in chicken wire, like life-size animals, and then we'd cover them in mud rock. And it's just making a lot of mess and just being creative and inspiring. It's great fun. So I, yeah, I don't get the opportunity quite so much anymore. We do sometimes when we're working on large pieces with the community, um, for public art we'll have sort of consultations and we'll do workshops to go along with that to come up with ideas and parts of the design um, which often works really well but it's just a case of encouraging ownership as well it kind of you don't want to just impose your work on this space and tell everyone they have to enjoy it and they have to like it so if it's going in someone's street or park or area it's nice if they have a bit of a say and a bit of ownership of what it actually is so uh, for example, we did a recent piece for a school um, based on lockdown and people's experience of COVID and loads of the children drew designs that we transferred onto the butterflies and um, we created this child out of all these butterflies and then with all their sort of butterflies coming out of it with all their pictures of their experiences of COVID and how they felt about it and this sort of idea of being released from lockdown and um, it worked really well. Yeah, it just meant that I'd not stuck this piece in there and told the kids they had to enjoy it, but they could take their parents, they could show their piece and their interaction. So sometimes it can be extreme as that. Other times it can just be ideas and coming up with concepts and then we'll go away and come up with a sculpture from that. Frankly, everything you mention, I want to see it. I want to, I want to find it and, and look at it. It all sounds great. But whilst you're constantly being asked to meet briefs, and do you ever long to do something just for yourself? Yes, a bit of both, really. I enjoy the sort of challenge of being given a brief and coming up with ideas and I mean doing the pieces here for David is sort of a little bit in between because obviously we're we stick around bible verses and passages like that but other than that we sort of have a bit of creative freedom to go where we like um so I do make my own bits that go in exhibitions and that sort of thing um but as you can imagine these sorts of scale of work costs a lot of money it's not the sort of thing I can afford to just churn out on my own and hope someone buys um, so uh, no, it's a real no. privilege to have clients that are happy to foot the bill and let you kind of experiment and come up with these exciting pieces. Sacrifice joins the impressive Mountain View sculpture and art collection. It's open to the public. It's free of charge. You can go there during normal working hours. Let's have another poem from the Max Bard, Boxy, now well into her role, and she'll introduce the piece herself as usual. This one came about through my college studies Although most contemporary poetry doesn't have any fixed rhyme, metre or form, we had to study the popular versions of poetry such as villanelles, haiku and sonnets. And we were challenged to write a sonnet within a very short space of time. Um, now, for, for poetic reasons, I've called it a sonnet in a week, but in actual fact, I had half an hour to write this. But anyway, this is called A Sonnet in a Week. A sonnet in a week? No way, think I. Yet others face far bigger challenges, beginning fresh, new homes, new jobs, new life, Arriving at new lands, strange languages, for them, a brand new opportunity to grow, to realise their long-held dreams, secure, well-fed and truly, wholly free. Safe housed, their refuge, no one hears their screams. 
If only this had happened by their choice and not because bombs fall and sirens wail. These refugees have no cause to rejoice. Their new homes mean they now no longer quail and fear. Their children, though, they didn't want to roam. They'll always question, why can't we go home? Great stuff as ever from the Manx Bard. Sue no doubt should be doing a novel in a month. Last this week, but by no means least, the Alaman Arts Council has recently appointed two new members and we'll be hearing from both of them in Spotlight in the next week or two. First off, the super talented and ever charming Joff Witten, best known for his brilliant work at the Children's Centre, of course. Joff has been appointed following the retirement of former Vice Chair Dr Laura Rolls, who served eight years on the council. I started by asking Joff to tell me a little about his artistic background. I have come from a creative kind of practice background. I, I studied art at university, fine art at university. I actually started a music degree when I was about 18, but then thought I was going to be in a successful rock band, so I dropped out as quickly as I possibly could, as soon as a whiff of some minor interest came from a record company, because I was 18 and fairly stupid. Um, but it's always been around me. It's very much been part of my kind of you know life and, and identity and, and existence, and I kind of really enjoy making things. It's part of what makes me feel makes me feel like a human being I guess so yeah for me it's a really long question this and I can't answer it in a simple way but it's just something I've always done I think music is where I started you know I came for, came to music much more cleanly I guess than, than art I don't think I understood art for a while and I'm not the best painter I'm not a very good you know line drawer or mm. painter but that kind of um creative practice idea of you know inverting things and inventing things and making up stuff in your head just um that really really you know, appeals to me and that's that's kind of where I have started making I guess yeah. but good skill sets then to bring to to the arts council that sits actually on the council itself well I ge- genuinely hope so yeah and, and with uh, with um hopefully humility I, I hope I'm there for a, for a good reason you know I've got a I've, you know t- essentially 25 years working in the in the creative cultural arts sector um both as a maker myself but professionally you know I've worked for organizations like the arts council England um and amazing places like the Yorkshire Sculpture Park um, and the Courtauld Institute of Art you know I've got a, a fairly decent career within within the arts so I'm hoping I'm bringing a useful skill set with me but just the you know dual, dual side of that question you know kind of bring the skill set and understanding from my professional background but just the passion energy and enthusiasm you know to make things and be involved in making and being around people who make you know I find that part of the joys of life basically. And so did you did you have a perception of the Arts Council, who they were and what they did before actually being called up to sit on it? Um, I didn't know everybody around the table, but I knew a couple of people by reputation. So I had an idea of who was already there. And I think it's great because it's a real mix and blend of skill sets and enthusiasms and experience. So that was that was something that was quite appealing to me. Um, you know, I, I felt I should I, I felt I could belong as part of that group, I hope. Um but also learn from them as well, because people have got some great, you know, great skill sets and backgrounds and, and um, uh, you know, really high profile people as well. So that was really, really exciting to be part of that group. Um, I've done a couple of committee things before in my career professionally. So I sort of understood essentially the responsibilities and the makeup of something like that. Um, um, so I wasn't it wasn't a complete surprise to me. But at the same time, it's really nice to meet a new bunch of people and, and mm. be part of them, I hope. 
Mm. And how do you think, because we were just chatting before we started recording about various other aspects of work on the Isle of Man and being involved in the small community and mm. working in the media and such like, and your own role with the Children's Centre there. How do you think they, or how do you feel that they are sort of perceived in the Manx diaspora, as it were? It's a jolly good question, and I'm going to try and answer that delicately. <laughs> I Now, um, it's a really interesting topic, and I don't want to kind of get into controversial areas here, but sometimes people perceive art as being um, extra to the burdens of life. You know, there's kind of, you know, we should be paying for hospitals, we should be paying for schools, we should be paying for decent government infrastructure. Why on earth are we, you know, encouraging and funding the arts? Um, I always like those questions flipped upside down. You know, if we can't feel like we're being interested, interesting um, impassioned human beings, what's the point of things like hospitals and schools and whatnot? So I think a successful arts infrastructure is absolutely essential to a, to a healthy, you know, hearty community. Um, so the perception on Ireland towards it, I mostly generally, I find people are really enthusiastic about the work of the Arts Council because it, it promotes and supports brilliant stuff. You know, there's some brilliant, absolutely world-class arts being made on the island. And I mean, saying arts plurally, so I mean music and theatre mm. and writing and visual arts and deck arts and fine art. You know, it's, there's so many different things that are being made. And um, I think sometimes that's a little thing. I think people aren't necessarily aware of how much stuff is going on. And that's one of the things to be on the council is quite exciting for me as I get to hear and understand the breadth and depth of the work going around. So, yeah, broadly, generally, I think people are really, really positive about it. And anything you think you can bring yourself with your own skill set, we were just hearing about that, anything you can sort of bring which is unique or, or particularly useful to actually be sitting with the other members? Well, I hope so. And again, I'm, I, I don't wish to kind of undervalue the skill set around the table by saying, oh, I'm going to bring this because I'm sure it's there already. Sure. Um, but, you know, my background of working in um, certain organisations, I hope will be an, an interesting um reflection to other members around the table. Um, broadly, generally, because my, you know, my, my day job at working for the Children's Centre is all about supporting helping and encouraging people who who are experiencing challenge you know and that's that's something that's kind of embedded to me professionally so all my work with the arts generally in the UK was about working with disadvantaged communities or communities who don't necessarily engage so I hope to bring some of that element to to the Arts Council I know that voice is already around the table but I'm just going to be reinforcing it and encouraging it because you know, I, I genuinely, honestly think it's it can be, be life-changing. You know, ex- experiences of working with, with children who feel a completely disassociated or detached from school and then they find drama and it just, just enlivens them and turns them into these lovely little kind of excited human beings that want to do, well, performing. They don't necessarily become actors. That's not the journey that they necessarily go on, but just mm-hmm. gives them something to kind of feel an identity with or, 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 or something like that. Hmm. And is there anything, I don't know whether you actually can do this within your, your, your role on the Arts Council, whether you have to be seen to be entirely impartial, but anything you, you sort of feel you would like to to sort of promote or, or champion during your time there? Oh, that's a jolly good question. Um, I mean, I, oh, oh, how can I answer this? I think, I just I just hope it's just really great stuff that gets gets supported by it. You know, that's the thing I'd like to champion, just kind of that notion of quality, just to make sure that everything is just as... as, as as exciting and well thought out and as inspiring as it possibly can be. And again, I know that voice is around the table and I think everybody, I'm not speaking on their behalf, but mm-hmm. you know, have that same kind of energy. But that's the thing I really, I'm really looking for. Right? Yeah. I, I must admit, I don't know exactly how it works. So, so are you approached or do you apply as it were? It was an open application, so I, I submitted a proposal and was interviewed by, by a collection of people. And I'm not quite sure how many people they interviewed at the time. Um, 
and then yeah thankfully and and I was really kind of honored to be asked and invited onto the council so it's it's yeah it's an open process and I think um periodically when people do either have to retire or or choose to move on um spaces come up and my understanding is that it will always be open access mm-hmm. and I think we can gather from just a brief chat there that you you're clearly looking forward to it you're quite excited about the role something 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 a bit different for you do you think yeah very much so yeah um yeah very much so um I, it's 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 a really lovely part of a, a, you know part of the world to be connected to that was a bit of a muddled sentence um <laughs> i'll try that again um i am genuinely excited to be part of it it's it's really it's really lovely to be connected, further connected to the island i'm not from the island i'm from from the, from the uk and i've been living here for about well five years now and it's just again that part of me trying to really do my very best for the community do my very best for the island and and be part of what's going on and and, and excited and enthused by it so yeah very really 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 thrilled to be invited to be part of the council and looking forward to doing my very best well listen many congratulations lovely chatting today and hopefully we'll catch up during your tenure with the arts council with uh, more exciting projects in the years to come thanks so much howard thank you i'm sure he'll be a brilliant asset to the council we'll hopefully be speaking to the other new member professor joe davis here on spotlight in the next couple of weeks That's about it this week. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to manxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast, listen where and when you want. Why not try it whilst out starting your Christmas shopping? Just remember to take your earbuds out when you're speaking to someone in the shops. It's very rude otherwise. See you next week. Until then, look after yourselves and whatever you're doing, be creative about it. Cheerio. Cheerio.